You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. We gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle Morning After Recap Show, brought to you by IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamont. Uh, it is the morning after Notre Dame fell to number 25, soon to be top 20 uh, Louisville, uh, 33 to 20, in a game that was uh, both not as close as the final score uh, made it seem and closer than the final score made it seem. Um, it was a very tight game going into the fourth quarter, and Notre Dame uh, kind of fell apart there um, at the end. So we are going to talk about that, and we are going to talk about how this gets fixed on offense. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it. I did not sleep very well last night. I was uh, just thinking about the game and, and what I think the team needs to do. And uh, so I'm going to try to talk through that, uh, go over some stats. I have a couple of um, just ideas, one of which is not uh, anything novel by any means. Give Jeremiah Love the ball some more, please. Uh, he's He's clearly Notre Dame's second best back this year. Uh, he's averaging the most yards per carry on the team. And uh, he has the second most 10-yard uh, runs, 15-plus yard runs, and the second in missed tackles force. So uh, it's 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 time for some extended Jeremiah Love touches. So that's one of them. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, people helping me out in the uh, in the chat with uh, some some segue promotions. Uh, our Z Zalamia says Notre Dame has an image problem. And uh, they could sure use some ESQ threads and BSR media imaging, imaging buffering. That's true. And uh, Notre Dame does have an image problem. And if you have an image problem for your website or your, you need a new headshot or you need a new highlight reel, uh, VSR Media, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor, Vahid Sadrazade, is the place to be. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com and mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. All right, let's get to some um, let's get some listener comments right off the bat. Um, uh, let's see, R. Zalamia says uh when will win or lose they're my team it's frustrating maybe they can bounce back and get back to giving estimate the rock and left and right tackle playing like all americans uh it would it would be good uh cfb hurts um says we need a real oc get away from these in-house hires they they may they may have to do that um if if the, if marcus freeman does make a move in the offseason i can't imagine that move will be in-house uh, I, I think there were, I think there is going to be a lot of changes regardless, you know, when like good season or bad season, it just seems like there's a lot of guys who could be set to move on. So that's going to be something to track. Shannon Neely asks, is this team undefeated if Chip Long or Tommy Reese is the OC? If the answer is yes, then that's pretty telling. Either way, we, we're past the monitoring stage. I don't know that they're undefeated. It's it's hard to, it's hard to say what I, what I would say about it and we talked Jamie and I talked about it on the show uh, last week. Tommy Reese was a lot better at setting his get putting his offensive skill players in positions to be successful with motions and using um, using motion to identify the defense and then get a good play call from there. Different offensive sets you know i mean look and th these are also things that jared parker's done so i don't i don't want to i don't want to make it seem like he's done literally nothing in this area he has he's done some unbalanced lines right just like tommy reese did last year so there are things that jared parker has done for the offense it's just tommy reese was consistently better at at doing that 
I mean, think of like all those wheel routes that they hit to Logan Diggs last year. You know, like getting getting him involved in the passing game, getting Audric Estime involved in the passing game, like things like that that um, were just are just more consistently happening. Were more consistently happening last year. Now it doesn't mean that they went they would. You know, they lost to Stanford. You know, they lost to Marshall in very poor offense performances. So to say that they would be undefeated with, with, with Tommy Reese, I don't know about Chip Long. That's kind of hard to say. But I would say that, you know, he, there are things that Tommy Reese has done a lot better uh, than, than Jared Parker uh, has so far this year. I think that's, that's definitely a fair statement. Uh, JP says, morning, Greg. Thanks for doing this. I have to ask, is Freeman in over his head? I don't know if he's in over his head. I, I, he's made some very unfortunate decisions the last couple of weeks in regards to kicking the football, using his timeouts. You know, I understand he wants to be aggressive at the end of halves, but you also do need to have a good feel for like when it's a good idea to when it's a good idea to you know take a chance and be calling timeouts like don't call timeout when you ran quarterback draw and then got sacked deep in your own territory you're you haven't been a, a great passing team so far in the game and then you want to call timeout with you're just giving them an extra possession now like the chances of you converting third and 13 and then moving the ball all the way down the field, like just aren't good. You're calling, you're essentially calling a timeout to try and keep the ball so that they don't get the ball back. Like just let the clock run at that point. You know, that was a bad time to be using a timeout. Now it worked out because Louisville missed the kick, but um, it just, it, that I didn't think that was a very good decision on his part. I didn't think a couple of those field goals were very smart in terms of just, the process of the way it went. And, and, and I made this point to a couple of people um, like, the, you know, not online that look, I think that the, the, the second field, to make it 17, 13, I thought they should have gone for it there. It's fourth and four. You're down seven. Like you need to try, you need to score touchdowns in these situations. Um, he, he kicked the field goal and, you know, I, I made clear to people like, look, it's bad process in terms of going for it or not. Do we think they would have gotten it? You know, do they have a fourth and four play that you like when they don't have third and one plays that we like third and two, third and three. That's the other part. And, and but the problem is, is like, you don't want to, you don't want to say I have more confidence in my kicker making a 54 yard field goal than my offense has of, converting fourth and four down seven because then a drive later you're down 11 and now you're going for it on fourth and 11 from your own 30 you know like that's why take this take this fourth down because later you're going to have to go for one in a worse situation and that's exactly what happened uh chris shiver says number one fix is play action out of formations to actually run the ball in jamie and i talked about that uh last night a couple of people have brought it up on the on twitter this morning they uh 44 dropbacks last night 38 straight drops six out of play action and the play action passes that they're running are are the most token you've ever seen like no one believes that they're actually giving the ball so that's a concern that's 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 a concern um they also need to be they really need Sam Hartman to like make better decisions i talked about this on the show last night the the interception that they threw the first on the first drive to Rico Flores, that ball can never, that ball can never come out like that. He, he's running a, a, a RPO fade, you know, that's, that's run action. And if he gives the ball, like they really do have something on the right side of the offensive line, you're running RPO fade out of that, that ball cannot come out ever. And then the placement of it was not good on the inside towards the defender that needs to be older his shoulder. I don't think Flores is actually running a, in his mind, a live route. I think he's just running off the corner. Um, so that's like, that. it's just, you, you've got to have better decision-making from your quarterback in that situation. 
uh, obviously don't don't love to see that from a 60 year guy. Um, so that's got to get cleaned up. Chris Scheiber, let's just keep you going, man. Uh, number two, spread and run instead of bringing everyone in the box to run to run inside pole. Um, this was something that Jamie talked about yesterday. If you're going to run inside like that, you need to be you need to be uh, shortening your splits because players can just teams can just shoot gaps. We saw that a couple of times yesterday. Um, so that's something they've got to get cleaned up. Uh, number two, spread spread and so here's the thing: Notre Dame's passing out of spread. So to that point, you do need to you do need to run then out of spread, and you need to be a, like a real run team out of that situation if you're going to you know if you're going to line up in that formation all the time you can't just be four wide and just straight drops it's not hard for the defense it's not hard for their defensive coordinator you're not stressing them in any way you're not making them think in any kind of way so that needs to be changed as well um let's see chris scheiber number three you're on fire number three on third and short use estimate but don't use estimate out of shotgun and just hand him the ball Single back or use H back and go downhill with speed into the handoff. I mean, they need just better execution. One, it's the third and short thing is kind of like like run better plays so you get the first down. That's basically what I I see a lot of people saying. Run run it better, you know. Run the plays that work. Like no one liked the inside give. Um, to to Tyree obviously that fumbled right so you're saying get too cute the next third and short they they just run duo uh with with pain it gets absolutely destroyed it didn't matter who the running back was you have someone shooting right in between uh Fisher and and Spindler Fisher doesn't pick him up he just lets him go like you need to you need to execute that better he needs to know if I have someone shooting this gap I can't block out I need to block down and pick this person up because they're going to be unblocked, right? So that's a situ- like that's the first threat you have. So that's that's another one where the execution has to be better as well, and a consistently poor operation like that just lends to you know you, you have to put it at the feet of coaching. Coaching is responsible for that stuff, right? So um, that's something that they need to work on. You just have to get better across the board with play calls and with your, your process. I mean, that's what Marcus Freeman said yesterday. Um, he, he said, we got to look at everything. And so they will. Uh, CFB Hertz says also feel like Rudolph is worth monitoring. All three offensive line starters have aggressed this season A returning O-line starters. Rotating, rotating the line like that in the middle of the game was i mean probably for everyone but for me a huge huge red flag because you're seven games into the year this is your seventh game and you don't like you don't like your guard play and so we're bringing in new guys i mean billy strouth played left and right guard the five and one team Number 10 in the nation is just like, we're just going to wholesale. Like we're just going to, we're pulling, we're pulling our fifth year center. Three year starter. We're just going to pull him. It's like, if you're not happy with the guards, why are you pulling Corell? Why is that going on? You know, I didn't understand that. And, and of course they come, they come in. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look cohesive. They got blown up for a sack. I mean, it's just in, in in this game, in this environment, the way that it was going, like th- this is what the first four weeks was for. This is why you say, oh, Notre Dame is going to be able to use these first four weeks, build their team, find out what you have and go from there. And so now Notre Dame gets into the toughest stretch of the year. Two straight road games at night, and you're pulling linemen, multiple linemen, and you're playing Billy Strouth and what's about. And it's it's not that I it's not a like I don't have a problem in a vacuum with like we want to go with Billy Strouth, but it's like Jamie said yesterday. Then that needs 
that needs to be the game plan. Like, just play him. You can't put him in for two, three series and then be like, all right, that's what it was. Now the guard play is going to get better. Like, that doesn't help him. That doesn't help uh, Andrew Kristoffic. That doesn't help anybody. You don't know what you still don't know what you have. So what's the plan now? What's the plan? Are you going to keep doing that in uh, against USC as well? You're just going to rotate linemen, multiple linemen. So that wasn't um, that that what I just that was red flaggy beyond belief. Um, Rajon says I don't want to start worrying about recruiting, but I'm starting to. I don't think you should. There's no reason to um, until you you know until you start losing players. I don't think there's there's reason to worry about recruiting. Um, I mean, you could worry about it if you want. That's fine. No problem. Uh, BG says, uh, why does Maris still play so much? The, the, the unfortunate thing for Maris is he was actually playing a very good football game until uh, that, I mean, just a bad penalty. Bad penalty. Can't have it. It cannot happen. You're off the field. You're off the field with a chance to take the lead. And, and, and that happens. You just you can't you can't have that in any in any situation. You simply cannot. Uh, but he was playing well before that. But that's that's a bad one. Mark Youngman says, anytime a team aggresses, it's troubling. But when a coaching staff aggresses, uh, yeah, yes. I mean, I I agree. It's it's alarming. It's concerning. There's no other way to see it. There's no other way to see it. They have gotten worse as the season has gone on. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I would say like, this is mostly an offensive discussion now, right? Like offensive and Freeman, right? I don't think the defense has regressed um, in any way. In fact, they've gotten better, right? So I'm, you know, mostly exempting Al Golden from this beyond the, the 10 on the field situation, which is obviously a huge thing. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, it's 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 concerning to say the least, Mark. So that's that's a that's a good observation there. Uh, Chris Scheiber, number four. Chris is still bringing it. Try actually scheming someone open in the past game. The fourth and long was coaching malpractice. Five wide and one was estimated that did nothing but stay on the sideline. Yeah, that's the thing. You have it, it's it's this is a situation where it's kind of all bad, right? Uh, going through it on fourth, I kind of get it. You're down 24 to 13. He obviously was not confident his defense was going to get his team the ball back. And I'm a big, like, you got to protect the ball type. Um, it, the thing is, if you're willing to go for it on fourth and 11, then that third and 11 needs to be so, – because you don't feel good about getting fourth and 11. Just period. You don't want to have to do that. If you're going for if that's when you got to tell Parker, like, hey man, you got two plays. I'm not, I'm not putting this ball on fourth and eleven, or I'm not putting this ball from this situation. You have two plays. So just go with that. Because the third down play is like straight drop as well. So like you have four plays, or you have two plays, go with that and plan the way you want to with that. You got to let him know. You can't be fourth and eleven. You know, you don't want to go for it in that situation. So um, that's where, like, everything and then the play call they had on fourth and 11 just wasn't good. That's when you really just have to, you got to be open with your offensive coordinator. You got to let him know the situation. You got to let him know what he's working with. Because I guarantee you, if he knew they were punting or they were going for it on, on fourth and 11, he would have called something different. At least I hope. I, I would like to think. Um, I would like to think that. Uh, Brian Den, oh, BG says we're Wake Forest wide receivers better than ND. Uh, AT Perry would be Notre Dame's top wide receiver on this team. Yeah. Uh, Drew Payment's talking about the uh, fourth and 11. So we just, we just talked about that. Um, Brian Van, <laughs> uh, Daniel Alfano says, I'll oh, hell Brian Van Parker. That's funny. That's good. Um, let's see some more comments here. Um, Burt Reynolds, RIP, uh, man, I'm so embarrassed for that loss last night. I don't think fans should be embarrassed. Honestly, there's no need. You're like, I, I, I cause we got a couple of this, uh, last night. Like we don't, 
we should not be embarrassed. Like we don't play and we don't like, we're not involved like that. Like you watch the game and you, you root for them and that's, that's fine. But there's not like, you shouldn't be embarrassed that the, the team, if they choose to feel that way, then that's how they choose to feel. But they're the ones who should have that kind of emotional attachment to it. Obviously, like when do we get embarrassed? Because we go out and like our friends make fun of us or whatever, or people on Twitter, like they send trolley tweets or whatever. Like who cares about that? That's not important. I would say don't, don't feel embarrassed about this stuff. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, Shannon Neely. I haven't read this whole question, but I'm predicting it. I like where it's headed. And, uh, so Shannon Neely says, any thoughts on the depth of Hartman's drops? They seem short, even when he has a clean pocket and he spent most of the night throwing off his back foot. This is a great, great comment. I was, th I've been thinking this for weeks and I haven't thought to bring it up. This is a great comment and question from Shannon. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I feel like he, he gets the ball and shotgun and takes like a couple steps back and literally just stands there and the rush bring it back to him. I think he's got to get deeper. I really do. I think they need to get deeper sets on their, on their shotgun plays. And then he needs to be able to step up from there. Uh, it, so this is a great comment. I, I want to talk to Jamie about this. I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I, I, I just think there are so many times when he is standing there like directly behind the guards in the center. And basically you're asking them to win every – like any if they fall back two yards, if they lose two yards on pass rush, like he, they, he, they are right on him. And that can't be good. So this is a great observation by Shannon. Uh, good job by you there. I enjoyed that. All right. Uh, Alakino says, can't blame Freeman for Tyree dropping a touchdown. Fisher, terrible penalty. Maris, terrible penalty. Veteran guys not stepping up. Uh, I, you know, can't blame for drops. You can't blame for the penalties. The penalties keep occurring. It's been a problem all year. It's not like it just happened in this game. So I'm, I, 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 can, I can find fault for Freeman for the penalty stuff. That needs to go away. It's, it's way too much. There's been way too many penalties, you know, and you can't say anything about the refs this time. The refs were fine. They, they standard game, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't screw you over. It wasn't that kind of a situation. So the penalties need to get cleaned up and like the face mask stuff. I mean, it, it two times that Notre Dame's off the field with a face mask. And then you have an explosive from Mitchell Evans where Blake Fisher's pulling the face mask. That just that cannot that cannot be the case. Um, just reading some more. Burt Reynolds is going crazy. Um, um, okay, Burt. Um, so so here's the thing: if you're just going to be an emoting guy in the chat like that, then uh, I'm going to put you in timeout, just like I did to Xander yesterday. Okay, that's not that's not going to work. So chill out, chill out, bro. Um, um, season got to, so I'm going to use this, uh, read this from Abe. Uh, season really got hosed when they effed up the o Utah OC hire. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, like, he, here's the thing I, I don't know about, like, yeah, anyone else, anyone else could certainly come in and do this, right? So, like, that's true. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's more like, I think, I think Marcus needs to, needs to really get a good handle on like, what exactly do you want to be? Because this is something I, I brought up yesterday on the show and, and it, it, it d still doesn't make sense to me that look, I think going into the season, everyone wanted to have an offense that was more open and throwing the ball and and uh, just utilizing Sam Hartman basically the way that uh, Wake Forest did, but was just like a really like a in a pro style way, the good running game. And I and what we got was kind of a lot of what we got last year from the offense in terms of power running being built off the running game. 
and going on from there. They were much more efficient offensively, for sure. Uh, they had a nice rhythm to the way that they were playing. And and so that was like, okay, they're going to be built off of this. They're going to they're gonna run the ball 45 times. They are going to throw the ball 30 times. They're not going to throw for a ton of yards, but they're going to be built on physicality. And they came out yesterday, and and it was just like you're throwing on every play out of out of spread, like a four wide, basically. And some of those were like RPOs. Like so, the first couple are RPO actions. Which is good. That's fine. Well, the first actually no. The very first play was spread. Uh, everyone run a comeback. I mean, everyone's under ten yards basically, which is um, which is I I don't like that. I, I you got to have levels to your passing game. Next play is a is a is a is an RPO to Flores, which is good. They threw another another crosser to. Um, to Mitchell Evans, which is good, and and then you 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 you, you know you, you you make the unfortunate throw to Rico Flores, which I've already talked about. So like, but then they come out and just start like they're just throwing the ball, and, and you're going out of spread all the time. I, I don't, I I just like you're going away from what you had tried to be for the first part of the season, the first half of the season. And so where does that lead? Like it leads to bad outcomes, right? It leads to a bad situation. So I don't, I, I don't understand why they went away from that. So Marcus needs to decide, like, what do you want to be exactly? What do you want to be? Because yesterday did not seem like the type of time to when the wide receivers, like Jaden Thomas, clearly still not healthy. Jaden Greyhouse, clearly still not healthy. You have that wide receiver problem. Then why are you, why are you just coming out? Like you do have healthy wide receivers. You know, so that's that's what people have to um, I think that's what he has to decide. What do you want to be? You know, so uh, that there's a there's big questions coming for the offense in the in the in the coming weeks here. Shannon Neely of another great comment, greater portal crime, not taking quarterback last year, not taking wide receivers this year, not taking wide receivers the last two years. I mean, look, they tried with with Caleb Smith. You know, they did. And I don't, I don't know why that didn't work out. Okay. And so it's hard to bang them. This could not happen. It could not happen. And then you could not lose Lorenzo styles like that. I mean, they moved him off of wide receiver and then he left the program. Like he wasn't going to be a wide receiver for you anyway. That was their decision. You know, to me, that cannot happen. They, Notre Dame could not be in this situation in 2023, and they are. That's that's bad. That is bad roster management. Just period. It could not happen, and it did. It's just like we like like things like we bang Marist and and Blake Fisher for the face mask stuff. Can't have it. That this could not happen. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you tried to do. The situation is untenable, and it's not working. And so it's it just – that is a major, major problem. Um, let's see. Question from Matt. Why are they so bad at returning kicks and punts? Um, the, the Kickoffs is hard because we never get a full view of, of what they're trying to do. So I can't really say what their process is. And so that's that punt returns. Tyree is not comfortable. He's not comfortable catching them. Anything that isn't basically right to him, he doesn't, or like high, he, he doesn't want to come up and catch it. You know, he, he started feeling himself on uh, last week and dove after a punt where he had no business doing that. Um, so I I don't it, that that he does not feel good about it. He does not feel good about it at all. Um, Eero, uh, five point two zero, or Eero five twenty. Question: Why does Jordan Faison get in and Braylon James not get a chance? Faison looked faster than every receiver, and I would believe would as well. Um, 
I think Braylon James is, is faster than every receiver. All that I can say is it has never appeared to me that Braylon James was close to contributing. They haven't talked about him in that way. The receiver situation has been poor for weeks, weeks in terms of numbers. And they, they haven't activated him. They only brought him up once Thomas and uh, Great House got hurt. So they've needed wide receivers this whole time, and they haven't brought him up. That only tells me that he's not really close, whether it's picking up the offense or whether it's, you know, he's not playing well in practice. Uh, whatever it may be, he, they don't believe he's close. So that's that's why. That's all, that's all I can say. Um, Alakino says Styles can't catch. Look, <laughs> you got, you got to coach him. Like you got to coach him. Like I, what do you say? Like he had a good freshman year. You get you got to coach him. You got to make sure you got to keep him in the program. That can't happen. It absolutely cannot happen. Uh, Eero says I'm at a point where they should fair catch all kickoffs because they can't block it up. Whatever it is, is um, whatever it is, is uh, the timing seems poor, which may be the process of practicing. I mean, look, it's not like Brian Mason's kickoff return. Like kickoff return last year was one of the worst in the nation. Full stop. They were terrible last year at kickoff return. That was not a. That was not a. Uh, that was not a, a positive in any way. They were awful last year. Um, they were better at kickoff, uh, better at punt returns last year because Brandon Joseph would either a just simply catch him or b catch him and run for five yards. You know, so you're not losing yards and you're gaining five. Like that's why they were a, a pretty good uh, punt return team last year. Tyrese is not comfortable. Just straight up. Um, Nerd says, I don't know about anyone else, but Coach Stuckey is on notice. It's been two years and the receivers have done nothing. Uh, Nerd is monitoring Stuckey. I, I, mean, I will admit, you know, his 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 recruiting is 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 good. His recruiting is very good. I, I, you have to give credit for that. Um, all you can do is look at where it is. You know, Tobias is playing without a ton of confidence. They don't have a ton of confidence in him, which is, has been clear to me. If you've listened to me for any amount of time this year, I have mentioned, like, you know, when uh, post-Central Michigan, uh, post-Ohio State, post-Duke, uh, post they don't feel confident in him. And so he has a confidence thing going on. Um, you know, Jaden Thomas has not taken the next step. That may be injury related, you know, but that, I just haven't seen it, right? Deion Colsey, you know, he had the knee. I didn't notice anything wrong with his knee. Like post Navy, just nothing from him. Lorenzo Styles leaves the program. It's it just, that's, that's, those aren't good facts. Just, those are facts. They're not good facts. So um, we, they, they, it needs to be, it needs to be better. It needs to be better. Um, let's see. Steven uh, Kaltner says, you mentioned yesterday that we were running man beaters when the defense was in zone and vice versa. Should Hartman be checking us out of those scenarios? Is that on Parker? Explain. So last year, you know how we talked about uh, Tommy Reese would do little tricks to identify whether something, like, you know, he would motion a back out. Right, motion a back, go empty, and bring him back. So basically, if a linebacker matches or someone matches, you're you got man. If no one matches and they just move over someone, well, then you got zone, and then you can change the play from there. They're not doing that, so they're not really trying to. It's basically all post snap. They're trying to identify post snap, and then so they're calling plays against like so th these these plays on fourth down. We saw them last week. You got fourth and two, you get man. And everyone runs five yards curls. Well, that against man, that's not gonna work. And that's why that's why Sam Hartman had to scramble for it because no one's open. You're not you're not running away from anybody. You're not you're not uh, you're not putting in a double moves. You're not out leveraging someone. They could literally just turning around. Well, 
Like you got to identify, what do I have? Do you have man or do you have zone? That's a zone beater put. So don't run against man, but you're not identifying it. So to me, I, I don't know what he's able or like should be doing in terms of like, should Hartman be able to see it and check out? I don't know that they're giving him that option. Right? I don't I don't know that it's on the table. So all I'm saying is they're not doing things to identify the defense other than just having him do it post snap or whatever it may be and going from there. And so that's when you get a that's when you get a bunch of plays where it's like no one's running open because you you're running you're running passing plays against the defense that's set to stop those passing plays. And that's not that's not a good thing. Um it's not a good thing. Uh, CFB Hertz says, uh, Stucky's done a good job with his job with his guys. Flores and Greyhouse look great for true freshmen. Beyond that, it's questionable. Uh, that's true. He has done well with his guys. Um, that's not how coaching works though. Right. You, you don't just come in and inherit just a roster of your own people. You know, like Tobias is young. You should be able to develop him. Like he's clearly got physical ability that should, you should be able to develop him. Like Lorenzo Styles should be able to be developed. He should. Deion Colsey, develop him. Maybe you can't develop him into like a first round pick, but he certainly should be a useful player. How good of an athlete he is, I don't know, but he should be useful. You should be able to use him. And he was useful last year when they when they put him in the game. This year it was just the Navy game. And ever since then, it just it hasn't it hasn't been anything. And the other part is like, sure, you bring in your guys and you identify players to bring in the program that you think are, are be good fits for the program. That's all fine and good. But it's been talked about a ton by Jamie, by Drew Mentock um, of Irish Sports Daily. Like Flores and Great House are unusually well, uh, well coached for high school players. Like you usually don't get these guys as polished as they are, you know. So look, you identify them and that's good. But it's just, it's just, you, you need to be able to to coach up guys like, look, Braylon James, not there, you know, like that's just an example. Now, look, I, I'm not saying every freshman that comes in needs to be ready to play. I'm just saying, like, yeah, the guys who are ready to go when they arrived on campus, they've done well. But the guy who hasn't, Braylon James, isn't. So, um. Uh, Eero five, two, zero, uh, Tobias is tall, but not quick and strong. Uh, that's not a good recipe for success. He needs to take ownership and get stronger. Then he will play better. I mean, look, he, he can control what he can control on, in terms of like his mindset and the way he plays the game. Right. So that's, that's, that's on him, right? He can control that stuff. Uh, I don't agree with like not quick and not strong. He is. Uh, I, I think I think he has the physical ability to be a good wide receiver in college football. 100%. 100%. Right? I just think that he needs to he needs to be I think they need to coach him better. I think they need to get his head right in terms of just like the way that the way that he feels like he, it's he's clearly not confident. Clearly isn't and he's like, you can't have that. You don't have enough wide receivers to have someone out there who is just isn't fully believing in his ability right now. You can't have that. Like, it needs to get fixed. It needs to get fixed. Straight up. Like, that football is very much a, just you need to, like, find a way. Find a way to get it done. Like, there are reasons, but they can't be excuses. The reasons cannot become excuses. Okay? The reasons need to get fixed. And that's that's where it is um, with Notre Dame. And like, if you, if, if it's just like when you go out and, and, uh, you, you, you want to, you have a job interview and you want to look good and you don't have a good dress shirt. Well, that needs to get fixed. The reason you don't feel good on your job interview or you're going out and you don't look good at the wedding, you gotta be, you gotta fix that. And one way to fix that, and I'm going to give you the tools. To do that, one way to fix that is ESQ Clothing, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt, crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt on all of Notre Dame's 
top players and coaches. It's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 and get 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off all online items. That was a good one. And I will admit, that was that was a top of the line segue. You know, I, <laughs> I usually don't, I usually don't, uh, I usually don't, you know, toot my own horn over those things, but that was good. I'm, I'm proud of that one. Uh, I want to identify something. So I was looking at the, uh, uh, the, the passing chart for our buddy, Sam, Sam Hartman. And uh, let's, let's look here. Let's look here. All right. Sam Hartman in the middle of the field between 10 and 20 yards, 20 plus yards. So it's not 10 to 20. It's 10 and beyond, basically. Passing depth. Middle of the field, Sam Hartman. 26 of 40, 65% passing, 657 yards, 16.4 yards per attempt, five touchdowns and two interceptions. Obviously, those two interceptions came yesterday. On the outside, so basically outside the hashes, between uh, same depth, 10 and 10 and beyond, 13 of 37, so 35% passing, 30% uh, 30 completion percentage difference, 393 yards, 10.6 yards per attempt, four touchdowns, and one interception. So we're looking at a a difference of six yards per attempt and a 30% difference in passing completion percentage. So I think that one thing that they need to do is they're not they're not using the sidelines very well right now in the passing game. I think you need to I think they need to put Jaden Thomas back in the slot. And I know that takes away from Chris Tyree, but I still think that you can get um I still think you can get Chris Tyree opportunities in there. But I, I think they need to they need to basically get Jaden Thomas. He's your best wide receiver. Get him off the get him off the the boundary. Get him off of the field wide receiver position. Put him in the slot. Put your best receivers in the slot, and go from there, because that's where he wants to throw the ball. That's where he throws the ball best. That's where he is wanting to work the field over the middle. So put Jaden Thomas there, and go from there. G- give Tobias the field. Give Rico Flores the field. Give Chris Tyree the field at times. Like you can throw there every now and then, but your best wide receivers need to be in the middle where he wants to throw the ball. He clearly likes looking there. He clearly likes throwing the ball over the middle. So that's where the ball needs to go. Like that's where your guys need to go. So that's a change that Notre Dame can make there. Just put your best wide receiver where your quarterback wants to throw it. So that's one that um that's 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 one you got to uh that's something that they're in control. And I think just looking at that is, um, is important. Uh, PTS Notre Dame disorder. <laughs> that's, that's a heck of a screen name. Uh, this staff is so inexperienced. It's atrocious. You have no experience, defensive minded head coach and no experience. OC talent is wasted. Jack should be held accountable. It's all on him. Uh, well, Jack won't be the, the Jack won't be the uh, athletic director anymore. So he cannot be held accountable for anything. It's not that it's not that talent is wasted or anything. It's just that you're not using your talent the way that the best way possible. I mean, I guess that's wasting talent. I don't know. It, it just to me, it's I, I don't see it as like talent wasted. It's more like you're not taking advantage of your resources. Like you need to come up with with good ideas, right? Um, you just you need to. I, I don't. Andrea says uh, Jack Swarbrick is accountable. I don't know. How do you hold him accountable? He's retiring. He's retiring. How do you hold him accountable? Seriously. What does that mean? Like me, like are you, if you're talking about me saying he, he's bad or whatever, then okay. I, I, I he's, re- I think what you're looking for is he's responsible. Andres, what you're saying, what you're saying is he's responsible and he is responsible. That is true. He is responsible for, you know, the hiring process for, for how it went and and things of that nature. So for sure, he is responsible for that. Um, Eero520 says, offense should spread out and go faster between plays. Starts with philosophy, in my opinion. I think players will perform better when they go up tempo. 
what harm is there in trying at this point? So if you're going to be a tempo team, like that's the sort of thing that you need to physically get ready for in the, in the off season. You can't do it in the middle of the year. It, I'm telling you, you can't. If you are what you are at this point, that's why, that's why like my idea of, of um, like moving Jaden Thomas to the slot, he's played the slot before. You can run all the same. Like you don't need to change anything other than putting one player in one position, right? I it's very you have to be very careful. No, no, no. They didn't play faster, Eero. They didn't play faster with Jack Cone. They what they did is basically they said we are going to be more of a quick game team in terms of RPOs. Like they had all they already ran that stuff. It's just that they they said we are going to accentuate this part of the team that we haven't in the previously. We're going to get the ball out of his hands quickly because he can process that stuff, right? And then they just integrated more Tyler Buckner. So it wasn't that they played faster. It's just they, that they accentuated the RPO game, which they, they had already installed. They already had that stuff. They were doing that stuff in the spring. I made – like tons of tweets about that. It's like, look at, look what they're doing. Like they have RPO, but then they didn't run it. They were trying to be more straight drop back and that wasn't working. So then you go RPO, which is already installed, which has already been worked on. And then they started moving the ball. You got the ball out of his hands quicker and he was dealing from there. So what you're talking about is playing faster. This team is not built for that. Okay. Now look, if Notre Dame wanted to go to like an RPO style, like if they made the same changes that, and maybe this is what you meant. And maybe this is what you meant by playing faster. Um, but if they wanted to make those changes and be more of just an RPO team, they could do that for sure. Cause they obviously they have it in the offense. I'm just saying like, if when people are asking for tempo at this point, I simply do not see it. In terms of it being a uh, like a good long term fix, they could try it. I just don't think um, I just don't think it can it can work. And there's a difference, Eero. There's a difference between going back and huddling and playing quicker. They weren't a fast team in twenty in twenty twenty one. They might have not huddled, but they were they were not a a fast team in terms of tempo. In my opinion. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't, regardless, I don't see this offense doing that. They're not built for it. They don't have the receivers for it. And it's just, they haven't shown it. Like they're so far behind in terms of like offensive ideas. Like I, I just, I don't see them being able to even implement that in a, in a effective way. So that's, um, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, nerd says, do you think coach Parker is running his offense or is he running the offense? Marcus wants to run. I, well, first of all, I think he's running the offense. Marcus wants to run because I think Marcus wants Notre Dame to be a physical team, right? Like he wants that. He's he's kind of always hinted at that. The way they started the game, the way they started the year, is that he wants them to be physical, multiple tight ends, and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know what Parker's offense is per se, so I don't, I can't, I can't say whether it's his offense or not. I don't know what he wants to do. I would be very surprised just based on the type of offensive passing game concepts that they are running now that it's like Jared Parker has this great passing arsenal or offensive arsenal, like just sitting in his back pocket. I would be stunned at that. I just don't, I don't think that's true. So um, it's, it's uh, it, it, whether or not it's his offense Whatever his ideas are, they're just not they're just not super creative. And they're not creating opportunities for his his players. Um, so whether whether or not it's technically his offense or not, the, the creativity isn't there. Um 
let's see. Scott R says there was confidence Harbaugh knew how to. So basically, this is in response to um, fix a program, basically. And uh, PTS says there was confidence Harbaugh knew how to fix the program. He'd already proven it at Stanford and San Francisco. Many people now wonder whether Marcus Freeman has that capability. Um, so the problem is Marcus Freeman wasn't brought in to fix anything. I mean, this was made very clear. They were, they, he was brought in to maintain something, to build off of something, not to, not to rebuild a broken program. He was, he was brought in to take Notre Dame to the next level. It was an 11 and one team in 2021, which frankly would not have been 11 and one with this schedule. So let's be clear about that. Um, but it was an 11 one team. He was brought in to, he was brought in to, uh, build off of that PTS. So you say, um, Freeman is tearing it down. It's going to take a hard to fix it. It basically <laughs> he's, I, he's tearing it down. I don't think he meant to tear it down. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of like revisionist history a little bit. Not, maybe not on you, but. In terms of like, if Marcus Freeman were to like think, oh yeah, I'm tearing this down and build it back up, like, <laughs> no, like in my opinion, like that is not what he meant. That is not what he wanted. And if that's what he's doing, then he's gonna have to do it. But I don't think anyone signed up for that. I don't. When did he say I'm gonna tear this down? It, it did not happen. So I think that would be revisionist history, in my opinion. Uh. He, yeah, that was not his intent at all. Uh, Matt, Matt, Lerf, Matt says one bright side, one side item from last night. Faison looked like a ball player. He did 100% throw him the ball again. They didn't throw it to him after he caught the touchdown. Not one more pass play against the slot. It hurts my feelings. Throw it to him again. He, he cooked this guy. He absolutely cooked the guy. And they didn't throw it to him after that. It, it, it hurts, man. It really, it really does. Uh, Steven says, I love that you answer these questions and explain things to us. So thank you. Uh, for sure, Steven. You know, that's the point. That's the point. You come on this show and uh, we, we try to, we try, we talk things out, right? Uh, it's good for everyone just to kind of get it off of, um, just to get it off everyone's chest. Get it off everyone's chest. Yeah, Alakino says he made two plays and never saw him again. Uh, I think he got 16 snaps. I think that's was I think that's what it was. Uh, let's see how many snaps did he get? Uh, 15 snaps. 15 snaps. I don't remember him too much in the second half. That was that was odd, not giving him any run in the second half. Um, didn't. Uh, didn't didn't like that. Didn't like that. They're gonna have to use him. They're gonna have to use him going forward. Um, I mean, they did they did some good things with Tyree though. I mean, the Faison is the punt returner. That's that's interesting. Uh, Matt, I doubt they would do that. I don't know how he feels catching punts. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about catching punts. Um, Al says Sneed needs more PT also. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. He he didn't really light the world on fire. And uh, I mean, it, they need to, what they need to do is they need to bring him along. And here's the other thing too, with Sneed and Burnham and uh, like Jeremiah Love and Tobias, insert a uh, young freshman, sophomore player. Right, Notre Dame has two losses, okay, and uh, PTS brings up um, this is only going to get uglier when USC comes to town. Um, you can't like Notre Dame this week, you know. So, uh, possibility of five and three. I think if you get to five and three, you really got to start. You know, you really got to start getting these guys out there. You just start get Drake Bowen out there. You get Jay Nosbury out there. You can get Jalen Sneed out there. Burn him. Uh, 
I mean, pick a guy. Got Burnham, Tuli Halamaka, Christian Gray. Get these guys activated because you know you're at five, you're at three wins, you're at three losses. You're not going. You're probably not a New Year's Six team. Uh, you're probably not a New Year's Six team, and you know you'll be a bowl team. They'll win. A, they'll win another game. But it's the point is, is that you need to start, you know, preparing for 2024. You need to get these young guys ready to go. Uh, Al says um, USC just went to OT with Arizona. Uh, two things: Arizona is very good at offense. Jed Fish is a good offensive coach. Okay, so there's that. Second of all, Louisville beat NC State 13 to 10. They try to lose the Georgia Tech. Like Notre Dame is matchup proof in terms of it doesn't matter how good or bad the defense is they're going against. Louisville does not have a good defense. Now, granted, they're probably better than USC, but the way that teams beat USC is not the way that Notre Dame beats teams. I'm telling you, Jason says their defense is trash. I'm telling you, Louisville's defense is not good. You know, like it's just it. It to me, it doesn't. It's no correlation there, unfortunately. Uh, someone asked, "Do I think Notre Dame has a chance?" Actually, I kind of think they do. If if they wanted to just go like full Clemson game plan in this one. And the funny thing is, is that in my preseason picks, I have been, like, so for ISD on our preseason predictions uh, post, not, not weekly, but preseason predictions. Um, I, I picked the exact outcome that we have seen. I picked Notre Dame to lose to Ohio State, and I picked Notre Dame to lose to Louisville. It is a matter of public record. I did. And uh, and then I picked them to go 10-2, and two, so I picked a, a win against USC. I said everyone would be uh, non-believing, and the season would be on the brink, and this was going to be Notre Dame's best performance against USC. Now, I am not going to predict that. Going into this game, I'm going to pick USC to win. Probably by a good amount. Probably by a good amount. Um, but they could go full Clemson game and just try to beat them up. It's possible. Uh, USC has not played a defense like Notre Dame's. Uh, they have not picked a defense as good as Notre Dame's. And look, Notre Dame can be physical. Whether or not they will be is is another question. But they could. They could be physical, and that's um, that's that's how you do it. So we'll have to see. Um, King Lou says, I think Tyson Ford is getting a raw deal. I don't know if he is or isn't. I don't know what he looks like in practice. I don't know where they're at with that. Um, uh, Abe Froman says, at least we're not Miami fans this morning. Listen. That is the worst thing I've ever seen. Just straight up. Like, that is worse than 10 on the field. That is worse. Because at least that was an accident. Like, they intentionally put the ball in harm's way. All you have to do is take a knee. They intentionally put the ball in harm's way. And and they lost the game because of it. That is so bad. So bad. I mean, it's like, I don't want to say it's like a fireable offense, but it's kind of a fireable offense. You cannot have that. Um, You cannot have that. Uh, Brian Salerno says, are they giving uh, Hartman any chances to audible? Like if he sees 10 in the box, can he shift out of it? You know, Brian, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen them really like get out of a bad play and into a good, because they run into too many poor situations or they'll run run any play into too many poor situations for me to say like, Oh yeah, like they can get out of place. There's t- and if they can, then, then Hartman's not seeing it and they're not coaching it well enough. They're, they're just not getting out of things, you know? So, I mean, maybe he can look over 
Maybe they have pre-checks or something, but what if the pre-checks are there, then they're just not hitting. They're just not hitting those pre-checks. Um, because it's just there's too many times where it's like, no, that play's never working against this defense. You gotta you gotta get out of that. So all right, I'm gonna end it there. I've got a soccer game to get to. Um, my daughter's playing in about an hour and a half. So I got to get to a soccer game. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please hit the like button. Please hit subscribe. Please hit the notification bell. So you know, we're going live links to the podcast are in the description below. Um, Jamie and I will be back on Tuesday talking about the game and, uh, well, it's, it's a mailbag every time. So if you're a subscriber to irisportsdaily.com, uh, we'll be submitting questions in the mailbag and we always answer all of them. Whatever many we get. So sometimes that show is like an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. So um, have a good Sunday, everyone. Uh, Hopefully better days ahead. We'll talk to you next week and keep hitting and hustling.